Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Self Made Podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Turcha, and this is where we talk all things health, wellness, lifestyle, business, and mindset. You guys, we're already on our 33rd episode. That's literally insane. And this is the last episode I'm recording before I move to Arizona. So I had to bring on your guys' favorite co-host slash guest, my older brother, Anthony Turcha. Anthony, say hi to everybody. Hey, y'all. <laughs> hey, y'all. He's picking up our southern accent that we've been talking <laughs> recently with. It's kind of weird. We're going to do the whole podcast in an accent. Can you imagine? That would be terrible. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> Anyway, we asked you guys on Instagram things you needed advice on, and we're going to kind of just do, like, an advice session, like, big brother, big sister to you guys, like, our life advice, our input, and I love these episodes with Anthony, honestly, just because we have very different perspectives, just because he's a 28-year-old, like, well, you're 20, are you 28? You're going to be 28. Yep. And then um, I'm, like, 22, and we're just, so we're at very different points in our life, and you're a guy, I'm a girl, like, it's just so different. But we also were raised in the same household. So we have very like similar views. I don't know. It just makes for an interesting dynamic. So um, we got a ton of questions and I kind of chunked them into different categories for us. So the categories we'll run through is like dating, life after school and college, um, work, um, habits, mindset, and then like friends and relationships. So it's going to be kind of all over the place. Um, There's a lot of questions regarding like fitness, nutrition, all of that. I'll probably just do my own solo episode and answer those just because those are more like, I would say, geared towards me rather than like Anthony won't be as like, I don't know. I think these will benefit more by these type of questions with Anthony on here. So we're just going to start on the dating one because I I always think these are the most interesting. Um, First off, thank you guys for asking questions like oh, yeah. i was shocked when i walked in and i said did anybody ask anything and she started scrolling <laughs> yeah i'm like damn people actually pay attention they do you guys are amazing i love seeing you guys reshare all the, like listening to your episodes when you're like on your little hot girl walks or in your commute to work it's just so fun and so cool to like see what you guys are doing while listening to it it just puts it more into perspective and makes it more real for me because like i know people listen i can mm-hmm. see the numbers but like when you actually like see you guys listening it just like I don't know. It's just a whole different... They're being active with the content, yeah, which is so awesome. Yeah, cool. it's so cool. So anyway, first question, number one. And again, these are going to be anonymous. I'm not going to like say any names or anything. But um, number one is how to navigate dating when you and your boyfriend seem to be going on different paths. So I really resonate with this because this is honestly one of the main reasons that I got out of a previous long-term relationship. Like I was in a relationship for six years. Um, we lived together. It was very serious and it's, I feel like this is very relevant in like long-term relationships because you do grow and especially at such young ages, like we're in a huge transitional phase of our lives between, I would say 15 to 25, like so much changes. You really find out who you are. And I feel like that's the time to do that. That's why I think being single in your twenties is really important for some people. If you don't necessarily feel like you know who you are or I think you still can discover yourself in a relationship. I don't want to misconstrue that. But I think if you're single, really take advantage of that and just become very selfish. And we kind of dive into that later on in the episode. Um, there's a few questions on that. But, like, I would just say it's it's normal. Like, I feel like it happens to a lot of people. And it, you're meant to change. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. You're going in different paths. But I think it's how you, one, communicate with your significant other about it. And then what you think works best. Because I think there's two options. One, like the option I took, we went separate paths because we were just, 
we pretty much we served each other if you listen to my last episode with maddie we talked about like how some people just you kind of fulfill each other like there's no more you can do for it like you you learn your lesson yeah and so i feel like for me there was no more that we could do for each other like if he and me him and i oh my god he and me so sorry but like if we would have tried to work it out it would have been a lot of compromise and we wouldn't have been able to continue to grow together i feel like one of us would have had to you know it would have put a wedge in you guys yeah it would have and i think it would have built and led to more difficulties down the road maybe some resentment some like just not positive healthy things for a relationship and that's how i viewed it for me is like he was gonna have to do things that i knew he shouldn't have to do necessarily and that weren't fair to him like possibly move across the country and like i don't know it just put him out of his comfort zone in not a good way but so First off, communication is huge. And I'm not very great at communication. That's one thing I work really hard on. Mm -hmm. But I'm very upfront on what my goals are. Yeah. And the one thing I have a question for the person that asked this or anybody that is feeling this way is, what is the end goal? Right. Exactly. Is your end goal similar similar or not? Are you disagreeing on the way you guys want to get to the same end game? Or are you guys headed in separate directions? That's a really good point. Because if you're both headed in separate directions, you can really like someone. You can really Mm -hmm. appreciate. You can literally love someone and appreciate them. But if you're not headed in the same direction, then there's no reason to try and force something or make something work. Right. You both deserve to be genuinely happy. Yes. And this goes back to the point I make every single time we talk about this. Mm-hmm. If before you date someone, in my opinion, yeah. you need to be genuinely happy completely alone. Yes. You cannot find your happiness through other people. I want to talk about that later. Someone asked a question about being okay. alone and I kind of made a little TikTok about like dating yourself. I it yes. came to me on National Girlfriend Day and I like went on a whole little like spiel about it and it made so much sense so i do want to touch on that later but i completely agree like you need to be in love with yourself fully sure of what you want and where you want to go before starting that relationship but again if you've been in it for a long time you change your goals change like life happens and a lot happens and that's kind of what happened to me like i didn't know what i wanted to do with my life at 14 but by the time i was 20 i had goals i had dreams i had passions and all of it was completely different than what it was at 14 like I really didn't even know what I wanted or who I was so like Anthony said I that's like so key is like are you wanting to end up together or like going the same direction but different ways or are you just completely going different directions and I think that's just a conversation that you have to have and and conversations are hard they are but that goes back to the communication point I am very upfront. I want to nip it if there's an issue I want to nip it in the butt if there's something that needs to be talked about I'm going to bring it up right away yeah I'm not going to let something fester because then you get other feelings involved when you had an original thought it's Mm -hmm. going to be clouded by other things now at this point yeah so I try to at least be very open and upfront about everything all the time you know even if it's something slight bothering you or that you you know want to see change or you're working on yeah expressing that so that you people always know where you're at and i'm not saying you need to nag there is a point Mm -hmm. of you know too far with it and i think um you know if if you are nagging at each other and you're not headed in the same direction like entirely i guess is the way i would say it you know if if one person's really goal oriented and the other person wants to be young and go live life yeah yes we're young 
but this is the time to get your life together so you get to enjoy that end goal. Mm -hmm. Life is very short, and Chloe can attest, once you graduate, Mm -hmm. especially college, time flies. Oh, my gosh. Like, faster than ever. Like, Like, faster than ever. Like, today is one month from my accident. Oh, my gosh. It doesn't even seem like it. No, that It seems like it was a week ago. Yeah, I agree. And it's already been a month. Yeah. Holy cow. No, time does fly. It's... Scary. You know, it, it's so you nuts. can't let it go by right. without like taking initiative and taking action and like doing what you want to do because again touching on your accident like tomorrow's not guaranteed so it's like you really need to live in the present moment and like do what's best for you right now you can't look too far into the past and be like oh da, 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 da. it worked then and you can't look too far i feel like ahead it's just like where are you at now and what's the next thing you have to like tackle i feel like one thing at a time kind of like and just see, like, are we going to be able to get there necessarily? Like, does it make sense? But I don't think that you should, like, keep dragging it out if it's just not going to work in the end. Like, if it just makes clear sense, like, we're going two completely different directions on two completely different routes, you know? Like, I, I'm such a And like, it doesn't mean person. you have to not like each other. No. Like, you don't have to hate that other person now. No. But you can respect what they want to do, and yeah. you're going to go your own way. If you cross paths with this person yeah. out and about, you can still say hi. You can still carry mm-hmm. a conversation. Um, I think there's another question I'm yeah. actually starting to get into, so I'll let, we'll keep going on. Um, but, yeah, I think communication, and you really need to see where your end goal is yeah. and their end goal and see if it's a difference in the way you want to get there or if the paths are not lining up to make it there. Completely agree. Okay, number two is another relationship one. It says, how do I know a guy's true intentions from telling his friends that I'm the one versus him trying to get with one of my friends right in front of me? So This is very simple for me. Yeah. I am not about the talk. I, I'm I agree. about the walk. Action. I'm a very action person. All action. Person. Yeah, me too. Anyone can say anything. I actually just had this conversation with my one of my customers today. He's 60 years old. And I said, the one thing that really worries me about my sister is that somebody is going to end up screwing her over and saying all these things, and it's going to cloud her memory. And then I kind of sat back and thought, and I realized how much you pay attention to everything that's happening Mm -hmm. all the time because of things like this. You you really set yourself up to be aware of what's going on. Yes. And now there's another point. Are you looking too far into it? Right. Did he blatantly actually try and hook yeah. up with someone or mm-hmm. pick up someone else in front of you? Or were you feeling a little insecure about yeah. something and you might have thought yeah. that way? Yeah. So there is a difference. There is a difference. Absolutely. Um, but if that's ever happened, leave. Yeah. Don't. That, that's not even a discussion. Like if, if he has the amount of disrespect to do that yeah. behind your back... What the hell do you think he's doing all day when you're not around? Right, exactly. That's a very especially if you don't live together. Yeah. Like I'm not saying you need to go through each other's phones or anything. You should have enough trust that you don't have to worry about that. But I mean, imagine if he's willing to has the balls to do that right in front of your Mm -hmm. face. What's he doing when you're not around? It's hard because it reminds me just it screams immaturity to me. Is what that is because I think a mature guy is like confident enough in himself to like tell you not just tell a friend that he's into you i think he should be able to tell you and again i don't know all the details but like this reminds me of a situation like if they're trying to get with somebody in front of you it may be a jealousy thing it may be to try to get your attention clearly there's some like miscommunication between the two of you like i think it's all hearsay and it's like you're trying to judge what you're seeing versus you're trying to judge what you're hearing from somebody else it's like you two need to have that conversation and be like what are you doing like are you into me are you trying to make me jealous like are you really not into me like 
it all comes down to communication, but it just screams immature. Like if a guy can't just tell you straight up how he feels, which I get too when we're younger and stuff and it's, it's hard to open up and talk about your feelings, but it's to the point if you really do want a relationship with this guy and you do see a future, like you, you're going to need to have that conversation. Absolutely. And don't get me wrong. Guys will say anything to try and get with you and, and, and keep it. Yeah. You know, they'll say anything. Mm-hmm. Doing is a big right. difference. And, and so I that think screams one major part about, you know, the difference between a boy and a man. Mm-hmm. First off, a man will admit his faults. Yeah. And if you, if, if he can't admit mm-hmm. his faults, then he probably hasn't grown up yet. Yeah, and he's just not ready for a... If he's not willing to accept that he's not perfect and there is things that mm-hmm. need to change or be mm-hmm. adjusted, I'm not perfect. Nobody I've, is. I've so it's a matter learned a lot of, yeah. of really, really hard lessons. And when somebody says, oh, I heard this about you, if it's true, absolutely. Yeah, own up to it. And, and if you did hurt someone... Mm-hmm genuinely apologize yeah i have been in the wrong before and Mm -hmm. i will walk up and shake your hand and say Mm -hmm. i apologize for what happened in this scenario yeah that's my fault yeah it's not that hard but people really don't have the balls to do it and i think it takes especially this day and age where you can hide behind a phone screen you can hide behind a lap like whatever like we lack communication we lack face-to-face conversation like even if it's over Snapchat, like have this conversation in person. Don't have it be over Snap text or freaking face, like not even right. FaceTime, maybe no, FaceTime, but no, like in person. I just think and, there's no maybes. And when it's because it's it's a, it's about such a serious topic, like a relationship yes. isn't something to just like let kind of waver and like go back and forth and waste your energy and time and emotion on. It's like just get down to it. Like if it's already affecting you this much, like it's time to kind of talk about it and move on and go from there. But yeah, I don't know. I just think. Yeah, it's a big I feel for this girl if that truly happened. I, I really I do. do too, because that's that's not terrible. fair to that's anyone. A, no, but like we said, like actions versus and words. It's easy for him to say anything. Meanwhile, if he's his actions are doing that in front of you, I think that speaks. Like I so said, actions speak louder than words. On another so. note, I'm going to bring something else up. This was not a question. I listened to a different podcast, and uh, the guy on that podcast, he tries not to buy dinner on the first date. Oh, yeah. I think you told me about this. But not because to see how the girl reacts. Yeah. Because, like he said, why am I buying a girl dinner if she's dating five guys at the same time and she leaves dinner and goes and hangs out or hooks up with another guy? Yeah. Why am I the sucker? So there's also a common respect on the other end of it Mm -hmm. um, that it does happen both ways. And I think it needs to be very clear if if you are investing in someone. Yeah. It's one-on-one. I don't believe... When I'm talking to someone, I am not talking to anyone else. Right. Just talking. Well, that's not like, very common in this day and age. I can tell you that right very now. Very rare. And like... I don't... No. It, like, even if I'm just having conversation with you, yeah. I'm not talking to anyone else. I'm... That's not fair to yeah. try... First off, I don't have enough time. That's what I'm saying. Like, I but, can't entertain multiple people, really. Right. I've... And I've, I've dabbled in, like, Snapchatting a few different boys, but, like, ultimately, like, there's one person that I'm, like focused on and that's it. and that's what i've learned recently is like i'll have a roster there'll be a few people but i feel like primarily it's like there's one person and yeah. that's like the end goal and once i do it it's, it gets to the point where i think i do that until i know that there's like that connection and then you cut ties on everybody else because it's like i can only focus on that one person and it feels so like unloyal and, and so i won't even text two people at the same time see and i wish i was like that i and that's like a goal of mine i would say to get like that but then it's it's scary because oh, and absolutely. i would say 90 percent of the, okay this might be biased because i'm a girl but it's like 
I have done that where I'm the only one and then I find out like they're talking to 15 other people and then it's like, damn, I wasted all my time on this one person. So it's like you think it's progressing so further I and then you're like in the in I think the gray. one thing that should happen before you ever go on a first date with someone, yeah. you should, as both people, male or female, yeah. it doesn't matter, you should ask them, are you talking to anyone else? Are you dating anyone yeah. else? Is there anybody else that you are investing your time in? Yeah. Usually they're just going to say no. Mm-hmm. And tell them, hey, I'm just trying to be really upfront and honest. Yeah. I just, if you're talking to anybody else, I don't want to get in between it. I'm not going to, mm-hmm. for me personally, the reason I don't do it, I'm not going to fight for someone. I'm not going to try and compete with someone else. Yeah. If, if, if a girl's talking to four other guys, see ya. I couldn't care less. Mm-hmm. That's your own fault that you chose to do that. That's yeah. not my problem. I'm not going to sit in here and tell you why I'm better than the other four guys. Yeah. I'm going to go keep doing my own business because mm-hmm. I really could care less. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's why and how I operate with that. Yes. No, and it makes sense. Like, it makes complete sense. And that's ultimately what I would want to do. It's just, like, again, this day and age, it's, like, hard because it's, like, you don't want to – I feel like when you put your focus on somebody, it's scary because then it's, like, you're really putting all your eggs into one basket and you're putting, like, more emotion and time and effort into it. So, it, like, that's why it I'm hurts super, more when it, when it comes to an that's end. Why and I'm that's why I'm super just, upfront about it. Yeah. So, that is something I should just be more upfront about and talk about. But, Okay. That I should say of, I would be. That was a whole new lesson out. of advice, but anyway, is that all you yeah, have on that topic? Yep. Okay. Last one about dating. This one is um, advice on being friends slash like friendly after a breakup. Personally, I don't think I'm friends with any of my exes, but I only really mainly have one or two I would consider. So um, I don't really talk to guys after just because I feel like when I have tried, it's like it's dragged on the feelings and the emotions like I can't really just cut that off like once I have feelings about somebody like I feel like they're always still a little bit there and so when you're around them it's like you almost forget it's like a I don't know how to explain it but it's all the negativity is like gone and you just like focus on all the positives about them and it brings back that emotion like it's hard for me yeah it's just yeah it's a hormonal thing yes it's a woman takes a part of every yeah person she's with Mm -hmm. men don't do that women do though it's a real you don't get to choose that that's just part of dating for you guys yeah um but what i'll say about this uh there's two girls that i absolutely do not want any contact with at any point in time (laughs) um but the rest of them if i see them out and about right grocery store i could do that i could like hanging out um i'm by all means i'm gonna say hi and ask them how they're doing and hope they're doing well i really do even the ones i don't talk to i do wish the best for everyone Just because it didn't work out for us doesn't mean I don't want them to have the best life possible. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I actually, a uh, couple of girls I've dated, I still I still uh, talk to their family a lot. You mm-hmm. know, I still am around them more often. Yeah. Not necessarily the girls, but their family. Yeah. And, and there's a, a common respect that goes with it mm-hmm. that to know that it is very separated. You know, mm-hmm. they both have boyfriends. I'm not trying to infringe. If it made them uncomfortable, they know that... I absolutely yeah. would leave them entirely alone, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, I think it's possible. It depends on how deep you were in the relationship. Yeah, that's a whole other. There's a really lot of dynamics that yeah. can go into this. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that's hard is like, especially if they're in the same friend group, yeah. that can get really toxic really fast because then they're you're both going to sit there and fight for your friends to like you more than yeah. them. And then you're going to act friendly around each other like nothing's wrong, mm-hmm. but there's clearly an elephant in the room that everyone's avoiding yeah. and I would not recommend that. I would take a step back, find yourself. Mm-hmm. The people that are your true friends are going to still be by your side. 
no matter what. Mm-hmm. And not to say within six months you guys can be around each other and yeah. be cordial. And time does help that, I would yes. say. Like, time's definitely a huge component of healing and relationships. So, like, all the people that I don't necessarily talk to anymore, if I, I ran into them, it wouldn't be as hard on me like feeling wise like that's like like i'm not gonna go hang out out. with them no like i would never do like like besties i could never do that it because that's just it gets too confusing like your brain can't i feel differentiate the feelings of emotions and stuff so you can tell yourself you're gone but it's not but deep down it's no i feel like it's just gonna cause so many more issues but i do think yeah you can be cordial you can like see each other in public small talk all of that and still be like friend like Friendly. Friendly, yes. yes. Friendly, but not like besties. I mean, I and, and what I call a friend is very different than what most people call a friend. Yeah. You know, I mm-hmm. really, at the core of it, really only have five friends. Yeah, I wouldn't keep them in my tight circle. Um, <laughs> no. I mean, that's... Like, I could be in a group setting with them. No like matter what happens in my life, my five friends, yeah. nothing is going to ever happen to those five yeah. people. Like, that, they, I could be the worst person in the world. They're still going to be yeah. right by my side. Um, so it depends on also what you're going to consider a friend. Mm-hmm. That's why I say being friendly. I have a lot of acquaintances. Yeah. I know tons More of people. Of I can have great yeah. conversations with them, but I'm not calling them to hang out. I'm not calling them when I need Something. help with a tire yeah. that's flat on the side mm-hmm. of the road, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So. That would be our advice on that. So like I said, there, yeah, there's so many different dynamics to that. Um, but for me personally, I would not keep them tight. Um, I can agree. Okay, and then now we're moving on to a kind of a different section. There's just two questions on this, but um, it's more about like life after school and college. And the first question is just like advice on navigating life after college. And honestly, I think it looks a little different for everyone, but then again, everyone deals with the same problems, I would say. Like everyone's overwhelmed, like finding you're finding yourself, you're settling into a new like day to day. You have new issues that you've never dealt with, like work issues. Everyone's job's a little different, but like everyone still has like work problems. You know, you got to like figure out. And I feel like relationships are so different because we're used to like being with our friends 24-7 in school and like always being around people your age. And then necessarily that won't necessarily be the case after. You could be working with older adults or you could be working with kids and you just never see people your age. Or you could work alone like me and you feel like you never see people. So it's like... Everyone has kind of different issues, but I feel like it's important to understand like you're not alone. I feel like everyone in their early 20s, fresh out of college, is struggling. I don't think many people are like, and I don't want to say not everyone, but most people, they're dealing with something, whether that's, like I said, friends, work, finding themselves. Like, there's just so much. It's like the biggest transition we make, honestly. Like, going from the same thing we've known our entire life, you know, from kindergarten up, you go to school pretty much the entire year besides summer break and you have something to follow structure people you just know what to expect and then boom you have like no expectations because you have it's you're just going out in the middle of the unknown so two major things i want to say first of all um college and high school teaches you to be obedient yeah to show up on time when you get a break Mm -hmm. when to leave Mm-hmm. I do not agree with our school system in the slightest bit. When you get out of college, they don't prep you to understand how financials work. Banks want to own all your money. Yeah. So they're going to tell you that, yeah, you can take 40% of your salary to go buy a house and 25% to go mm-hmm. buy a car. Okay, that's 65% of all your money. You still yeah. have to pay all your bills mm-hmm. other than that. Mm-hmm. Okay, now what happens when something goes wrong or you need a right. set of tires? You're mm-hmm. screwed. The bank wants to own 
all of your money. That's how banks make money. Mm-hmm. Also, be patient. Yeah, that's huge. People want to jump in, buy a house, buy a new car because they got a mm-hmm. big girl job and now mm-hmm. they're ready to rock and take on life. Please don't. Yeah. Settle into your career. Yeah. Find your career. Understand how it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Take your time. Yeah. Figure everything out. Take it step by step. Do not try and jump into being an adult and taking no. on life because it is overwhelming. I, I, there was, this reminds me of something. I saw something on TikTok and it was this guy talking about like post-grad and it was like your freshman year post-grad. And he broke it down into like freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. And it's like the first year post-grad. He's like, no one knows what they're doing. Everyone's stressed out. You're still like wanting to kind of be that kid again, that college student again, like that isn't gone. And you're still hanging out with your friends a lot on the weekends. Like you're still doing similar things, but then every year it kind of transcends into something a little different. And then by the end, you're more ready to settle down. And it's like, give yourself those four years. Like don't think you need to jump to the quote unquote senior year of post-grad, you know, like you don't need to, like you said, have everything figured out. You don't need to have a house, a family, kids. Like, and if you want that, that's great. But it's like I just feel like everyone feels a societal pressure. It's quite to unrealistic do it. to it really make is. it work properly. Yeah. Rushing it. Right. That's what I will say. And yeah. and everybody thinks that, oh, you know, three months is a long time. It's not. No. Like when you buy a car, do you realize that you usually don't pay the first payment for like 70 days? So if you go buy a house and a car mm-hmm. within two months of each other, you ain't even made the first payment on one of them yeah. yet. Mm-hmm. So you're not even going to know what your bills are like. Yeah. You know, or like one when people go on time. vacations, they've got the money to go on vacation, they get home, and then about two weeks later, they all of a sudden they're broke. Mm-hmm. Well, no kidding. But they didn't think about that ahead of time. Yeah. Take everything in stride. You don't mm-hmm. always have to be, um, I'm missing a word that I can't think of, but make sure you're grounded, I guess is yeah. the best way to put it. Don't keep jumping mm-hmm. until you know where your next step can be. Right, that's good. That was really good. Um, I think that's really important and it's something that they'll never teach you in college. No. Um, or high school. What do they teach you in high school? To get ready for college. Mm-hmm. The trades are way down right now. If anybody doesn't want to go to college, I highly recommend that you pay a lot of attention if you have like a senior day where they have uh, different career paths, career day, senior career yeah. day, or go explore some different... Uh, Style jobs, you know, Mm -hmm. because they put you through schooling while you work. So you're making money, you don't pay for your college, and you still get an education. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's a million things you can do. If you want to be an entrepreneur, Chloe kind of learned the hard way that, yes, at the end of the day, she has a degree, but was it worth it? It's tough to say. It's always a fallback. It's always a fallback. Well, one thing I did hear, um, it was on, I think it was either Bradley's podcast or Ed Millette's. But they were like, I think college, I think everyone should go to college, but not for the reasons you probably think. He goes, college is to learn how to build relationships and network. Yes. And I'm like, yeah. And I was like, that makes complete sense. And I completely agree. I think everyone should go to college for that reason. And it is nice to have the backup plan with a degree, but it's like, that isn't really like, at least that's for me, that's what made sense. And honestly, I didn't really network or make that many friends. So like, I wish I would have known that ahead of time because maybe I would have approached college differently, but, um, Again, I'm happy with how it worked out for me. So I'm not like everything happens for a reason. But I think that's something to think about too. Well, you know, I did fine in high school. Mm-hmm. I graduated early because I hated school. Yeah. Um, I went to college for one year. I despised it and got a real job, we'll call it, and mm-hmm. never went back. 
I'm not going to say everybody expected me to fail in high school, but nobody ever expected anything out of me. Yeah. And I was not in the top students. I did not take hard classes. I just kind of coasted, coasted my yeah. way through high school to get it done. Yeah. And seven out of the eight people in one of my friend groups are business owners. Mm-hmm. Not a single one of us have a degree. Damn. And we're all successful. That's very common. And yeah. So, we, could, we could make a whole episode on yes. college, honestly. So, so even if you're in high school listening to this, um, I would tell you to really pay attention or try and figure out a good idea. Um, start looking at what you are thinking about because yeah. a lot of people get into college, they start going for something, mm-hmm. then realize they have absolutely zero interest in it. Yeah. So I would pay more attention to really, I know you're young. I know. I get that. It's really hard. It's a really hard age. Mm-hmm. Um, you're becoming an adult. You may be considered an adult, and you feel like yeah. you're still a kid. I still I'm, feel like I'm a kid. I'm tw- almost 28 years old. I had an epiphany the other day. Ten-year reunion is next year. Oh, my gosh. Well, I graduated 10 years ago. I graduated early, but it does not. It may be five at best. Yeah, Maybe. Like I feel like I'm same. just getting started. I'm almost 30. Yeah. Like that blows what? my mind. Like, that I, blows my mind. And I feel like I try and take time to make decisions. Yeah. Yeah. So I Patience is yes. key. Everything happens. Like I said, I believe in divine timing and everything will happen when it's ready for you. So it's like just be patient, but trust yourself and just like Andy said, one step at a time. Um but it's it's stressful and it's overwhelming and I totally get that. Um but just do the best you can and try not to do a million things at once. And I don't know. But kind of moving on to that, this is like a branch off question regarding like school and like post-grad and stuff. But it said like advice on balancing life post-grad with friends, working a nine to five with your income versus being like in school. So it's hard. I definitely, I mean, I don't work a nine to five, but like I still, I kind of work like Monday through Friday, hardcore. Like I work during the day and then at night I let myself unwind around five o'clock. That's what I try to gear towards. And my experience with this is like you are going to have to prioritize like your friends and going out and doing that stuff because it's really easy to kind of like isolate and hibernate because you're exhausted. You're tired after your nine to five. But I think structure is huge and having a routine is huge Um, for me at least. Like I... I like to work out before I start my work day just because I get it done. I don't have to worry about it. I'm a morning person, um, and I would re- I recommend that to a lot of people. Like, if you can work out before work, that's going to be your best bet because then you can actually just unwind after work. And, like, you have life things that are co- going to come up, like kids or appointments or whatever. Like, it's hard to get all those little, like, non-negotiables in. So one thing I want to say before we get too far past this and I forget, I watched a podcast on a guy <clears throat> And he explained how he has three days in one work day. Yeah. He splits it into six-hour sections. Yeah, I heard that one too. Four to ten, ten to noon, or ten to two. How did that go? I don't remember the breakdown, but I do remember him saying he has like four to ten 18 hours, and he he has three days in the amount of time Mm -hmm. is one day. He has all of his working out, his first meetings, and something else in the first block. His second block is his main day, what everybody else would call a nine to five. And his third block, that is strictly home. Mm -hmm. That's kids, that's family, that's dinner, that's baths, sports, everything comes into that third time. So people, I very commonly hear people my age say, oh, after an eight-hour day, I'm done. That's only a third of your day. Yeah. One third. Yeah. Yeah. I understand you need to sleep. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Eight hours of sleep is healthy. Mm-hmm. You still have one third that you're wasting then. Yeah. 
if that's your excuse. Mm-hmm. And it, I genuinely, firmly believe it is an excuse at that point. I agree, too. That's, like, a great way to look at it is, like, yeah, people do What are you using that other like eight hours their to day, do? But it's, like, that's just a chunk of your day. That's a block of your day. View it as, like, three different blocks. That's, that's honestly essentially what I do. I just didn't even yep. realize I was doing it. But, like, my creative hours, like, after I'm done, like, doing computer work structure, like, the not-so-fun part of my job is, like, the chunk middle of the day when everyone else is working. The morning is my, like kind of my not my self-care but like my working on me hour of like working out journaling reading doing that kind of stuff and then at night it's creative and fun it's when I make my recipes it's when I make some silly podcast or I do like decor stuff or we'll like go do something fun like it's more freeing I guess but um so yeah I would say you need to like chunk out your your day and then also chunk out your week and give yourself like a day off like a, like a Sunday is a great day I think day it's to just... really important to take at least one full day yeah to completely decompress yeah excuse me that for that that for me is on saturdays so sundays mm-hmm. i drive monday through thursday i work and then friday i do my shop mm-hmm. and uh lately i've actually been working through fridays as well um and then saturdays i, I do Your not i will not yeah. touch you know um i've spoke before about how i do other things besides just my main business mm-hmm. and the guy that i do that with um, gets frustrated sometimes. When are we gonna have time to do this? Well, right now I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm I'm headed to the camper. Yeah. He has a camper right next to mine. Mm-hmm. I'm headed to the camper. I'm I'm not I am not apologetic in the slightest way. Yeah. I am doing that whether you like it or not. You're not gonna change my mind. Mm-hmm. That's not even a negotiable. Yeah. He called me last night when I was taking a shower. I answered it in the mm-hmm. shower, <laughs> and we're talking. And he goes, you know, nine weeks straight I've helped someone else every single weekend. And I haven't been at my own camper. I said, yep. He goes, I'm done doing that. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've only been saying this for the last 12 yeah. weeks. I'm glad it's sinking in. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I want him to be there. He has a three-year-old son that is a blast to be around. Yeah. His fiance is a great person to be around. I really enjoy spending time with them and people up there enjoy having yeah. them around. They all ask me, you know, where are they at? Where yeah. are they at? Well, I... I couldn't tell you. Yeah. If I was him, I'd be here. So, like, I really don't mm-hmm. have a good answer for you because there's no one, in, in my opinion, there's no one more important than family. Yeah. And I hope I've shown that. Oh, I mean, yeah. truly, the, I don't care who I'm dating. If I ever get married, mm-hmm. nothing ever comes before my, our five-person yeah. family. Yeah. Nothing. It's just, it won't happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, last weekend was last weekend. You got to go. Yeah. There's no way I'm missing that. Right. That's the last weekend I get Mm -hmm. to enjoy with you doing what you wanted to do. Yeah. And uh, I think it's really important for people to pay more attention to that Mm -hmm. and schedule it because so many people just go on throughout and then complain about how they never have anything to do in their free time or that they don't have any free time. Prioritize and you will make free time and then have a plan. And when people ask me what my plan is for the weekend, go to the camper. What are you going to do? I don't know. I might ride my motorcycle to Wisconsin or Minnesota to Canada. I don't know. Yeah. I might get in the boat. I, yeah. I really, I don't have a plan beyond that. I just know I'm going to my camper yeah. and that's it. Like you're kind of like oasis, your escape. Yes. And then you can just like do whatever you please. I think that's great. And I, yeah. So I think ultimately for you guys, give yourself a day where you can just like unwind, hang out with friends, do whatever. If that's go to the pool, if that's yeah. stand, sit out in the backyard, it doesn't need yeah. to cost money. So like, yes, our my camper costs money, mm-hmm. but after I pay the yearly fee on it, mm-hmm. it doesn't cost me anything to go up there. Yeah. So if I rode my motorcycle up there for the mm-hmm. weekend, 
I might have 20 bucks in the whole weekend. Like, yeah. it's not like it's a, a big elaborate yeah. thing. Yeah, you don't need to do anything big and elaborate. Yes. Like, going on all these trips. I know a lot of common things for, like, girls my age, fresh out of college, a lot of people, like, move around different cities and stuff. And so people will be, like, commuting and going to different cities to visit their friends. And I feel like we feel a lot of pressure to, like, be living it up on the weekends and, like, getting every ounce of our weekend while we have it. But it's, like, it's okay to just do what you need to do for yourself. Or if that's, want like, to do. You right. don't need to follow. No. Like, if you don't want to go do that every single weekend don't well and like did you know not to cut you off there's 115 caves that are explorable in iowa you know there's like a lot i don't know you know how much stuff there is to do yeah if people i sorry one thing that really bothers me about this area Mm -hmm. a lot of people complain Mm -hmm. about how iowa is boring how there's nothing here to do there's nowhere to go (laughs) yeah we have lakes rivers Mm -hmm. streams woods cliffs caves more Gravel than you would roads. think in Iowa. Everyone like, there is like, so much stuff to go do. People don't want to accept the fact that there is stuff to go, and it's free. Yeah. Parks. I'm not talking, like, take your kid on the swing. Like, hiking parks, mm-hmm. kayaking, canoeing. And and these things are, are relatively inexpensive to mm-hmm. go do. Mm-hmm. Um, there's small shops. You can go look. You don't have to buy everything yeah, from every just, place. Yeah, like, browse and walk around. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like... Nubo area, yeah. Czech Village. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of little trinkety shops and stuff. Mm-hmm. You can go walk yeah. through and see. I like and doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's there's so many things you can do that don't cost, that mm-hmm. aren't a vacation that you can get away. Yeah. Is my point. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to find those and have those like. And maybe you need to find what you enjoy first. Right. Yeah. Maybe you need to go explore and figure it out. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, it is it is hard to like learn how to it's a it's a learning curve i think you're gonna have to like kind of trial and error for a while i don't think you're gonna figure it out right away give yourself a month a two months three months to figure it out like i i've been in this house six weeks and i feel like the last couple weeks i've just kind of figured out like a solid how it like how i properly function efficiently and like mentally i can like handle it all um and now i'm like moving so it's like i'm gonna have to figure out like a whole new realm of that but like that's just life so as churches, we adapt to change. We enjoy change, though. I do enjoy change. That's why I'm very excited to go back and forth because I won't get, like, once I'm tired of something and I want change, I'll just move. I'll come back. It's, yeah. like, perfect for me. But, um, yeah. So just understand that it's it's hard for everyone and it's a stressful but very exciting, fun time in your life. So really, like, You're going to make it, it what it is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Now moving on to questions kind of more related, like, with business and work. Um, somebody said... I found a job I love, but it makes very little money. How do I keep the job and support myself? I think the most important thing about your job, I think it's amazing when people enjoy their jobs, especially being, you know, in the real world now and I'm working and stuff. And it's like, I wouldn't want to be doing anything other than I'm doing. And I would be so unhappy. Like, I just realized how much happier I am as a person doing what I love and how passionate I am about my work and being able to have the freedom and just, I love my job. And, um, for you though, if you feel like it's not sufficient to like survive off of, there like we said, there's so much time outside of work as well. Get a side hustle, find a side hobby that you're also passionate about. It could still be in the same realm as your work. Say you're a nurse. Okay, that's a bad example. Say for like me, you're a personal trainer, and a personal trainer don't make a ton of money. So it's like do what you can on the outsides, like make programs that you can like sell online for like additional money or, um. Oh gosh, why am I... So you just kind of funneled into what I was about to say. Um, Find a way to make that job Mm -hmm. a career path. Yeah. That doesn't mean stay there and make it work. Mm -hmm. Because I don't believe in that at all. No. 
Um, I'm trying to search for the right words. Um, you want... Whatever you choose to do, you need to enjoy. Because yeah, so I'm so happy that they have that Because aspect. if you don't, life could be hell. I yeah. mean, pe- there's people that literally wake up and dread well, going I to I just work. can't imagine that. Like, you just dread the next day. Because that's yeah. a little bit how that I felt in college. And it was horrible. like, oh my gosh, I, I hated waking up and going to school. Like, yeah. I hated doing that and going to class. So it's like now that I'm away from that, I like really and grateful and cherished like waking up and being excited to get to work and like there's parts of my job that i don't love and enjoy like obviously every job's gonna have that but it's like and maybe, in the grand scheme of it and maybe you find a job similar that pays well mm-hmm. and you go do this like as charity work or something yeah. you know if, if the pay really is that low that they can barely afford to yeah pay you to pay your bills or whatever yeah. it is uh maybe look at a different avenue that's very similar yeah and do that on the side to I just enjoy think, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think um, it would be really beneficial to like, so like find like a branch side hustle off of that job. So like so my like, dream job is to build custom motorcycles. Like if I mm-hmm. could make money doing that, yeah. I would. There is no money to be made building custom motorcycles. So I do it in my free time. And do I make money? Yes, I'm ahead. Like I, yeah. I, the five bikes I have right now, I have zero dollars in two. Yeah. I, I'm actually ahead on it. Mm-hmm. But so essentially it is a side hustle but it was more just to enjoy it mm-hmm. I there's no way I could afford to even survive trying to just build motorcycles yeah. though so I think um, you have to take a real look at if it's actually a real possible career mm-hmm. or not yeah career versus job is because there's a big difference there I'm not saying not yeah. to follow your dreams by any means yeah but um, don't cut yourself short right. don't just because you other enjoy something. Because you could enjoy other things as yes. well, too. Or something, yes. like you said, similar, like a similar And someday job that job company. is going to feel like a grind because there is no other job I'd rather have than what I do. I mm-hmm. love what I do. I get to Me talk too. to some of the greatest people on earth. The days still grind. Yeah. There's oh, still yeah. days that grind. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Every so, job. Yes. So um, at least make it worth it i get i don't yeah. that's a bad way to word it but that's the best way i can think right now i would just it. say like if you're really happy with what you're doing just see how you can like expand it and extend off of that like if you can just start something similar of your Absolutely. own you know like try to like your hobbies should kind of form passive income a little bit if you can yes. do that and that's a great way to like make money on the side um just at least for now while you're figuring it out a little I bit i like to make my hobbies work for me yeah that's what me too so that would be my best advice on that. But um, the second question regarding work and career and stuff is how to start your own business or just any tips regarding that. Honestly, that's just something I'm trying to figure out right now. Like me and Taylor, my best friend roommate, want to start our own business of some sort. And it's it's, it's scary because it's like where do it's you actually start? It's going to cost start? you. Whether it's time or money, it's going to cost yeah. you a lot. Yeah. There's no way around that. Um, dedication. Mm-hmm. Don't start. Don't just up cold and quit and think you're going to start a business. Yeah. Um, I went into a lot of debt to get into the business I'm mm-hmm. in, and it was already proven successful. Yeah. I, I so I was not. There was really no risk there. No, yours is very um, low risk. So that's why I was okay with dumping a pile yeah. of money into mm-hmm. it to get it off the ground. Um, you have to be willing to accept the fact that you might pour a lot in mm-hmm. and it might not work. Yeah. Um, that is the biggest thing about entrepreneurial things is high risk, high reward. I had but a like, conversation with a guy one so time. So many people fail. He gave up on a power washing business because he had $500 invested. Mm. I've spent $500 so poorly in my life. Yeah. 
I felt stupid when he said that. That he let five hundred dollars stop That's him. That's crazy. Yeah, no, you that can't be. You your mindset as an entrepreneur, you can't have. You that. can't. And, but and you have is, to be willing to understand that it might fail. Yeah, it, oh, it might not be. The, I would say half it might of not be the fail. first try. No, it might not work on the first try. You might have to adjust. Mm-hmm. And what is it? Failure. It's something with like failing is like the action of like trying again, and then failure is like ultimately like giving up. Yes. Essentially, so it's okay to fail, but you can't consider it a failure. Right. Because that's when you ultimately fail. So just really never give up because it's always you're always going to be re-navigated. And it reminds me of the quote I say all the time, but like rejection is God's redirection. So it's like if something's not working, something else will work out. And I've heard so many successful business people that own like multi-billion dollar companies, they have really highly successful companies in the past that failed, but then that springboarded them into the career that they have now, whether that was networking or something that they learned throughout that business. It's like Nothing is well, really and, a failure because you're still going to always gain something and from And one it. major thing I'm going to tell you, don't dive in because failure to prepare is preparing for failure. Yeah, yeah, that's a huge that thing That is so about. huge. When mm-hmm. Chloe said that in her last podcast, I literally called her in the middle of the podcast. Yeah. Like, you need to elaborate on that <laughs> yeah. because people don't understand how powerful that is. Mm-hmm. Like that, that is literally the core mm-hmm. of why a business is either going to sink or swim. Yeah. Your preparation is everything. Like, yep. I, you know, I say, I got lucky I had a good day. Well, I didn't get lucky. I knew exactly where right. I was headed. I have his phone mm-hmm. number. I have four ways to try and find yeah. this guy if he's not home, you know. Similarly to, con- like, um, what's the word? Coincidences? I don't really yes. believe in luck either. Like, no, I think. I agree. Like, it's you took the steps, whether you realized or not. Like, you took you steps to put that. yourself into that position to yes. succeed. You didn't yep. really get lucky. Um, so, I would just say all in all for business owners, like you're going to have to accept that you're going to fail. Something's not going to work out. You're going to get doors oh, yeah. slammed in your face. You're going to get told no a lot. Things aren't going to go the best. You're going to probably be working a lot more than you expect. Like you're going to expect it to be one thing and it's oh, going to yeah. be something completely different. Twice as much. It's no doubt. Just, you're going to like feel like you're spiraling, but then you're it's like, you've got to be patient. consumed and engulfed in it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like a clearing. Yeah. Like there's no end in sight. And then all of a sudden it just is wide open. Yeah. So patience, persistence. Yeah. I did not plan on wrecking my truck and trailer three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Yeah. And paying out of pocket to be able to go back to work. Yeah. Because my insurance doesn't want to hurry up. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's nothing I can do to change that. Thankfully mm-hmm. I got through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's always going to be something unforeseen. Yes. Oh so, yeah. Like I mean, highs and lows are just expect inevitable. The unexpected. Expect the unexpected. But if you're passionate about it, go for it. Like, yep. if you're passionate enough about it and you put your heart into it and you work, you'll find a way. Like, it as will succeed. Something will succeed. But you got to prepare. Um, and another thing, too, I think just little tips that I've, like, picked up from other mentors is find a mentor in the field that you want to succeed in. Say you want to be successful in selling tools like your mentor was dad and uncle kevin they're extremely successful in what they do and you looked up to them you asked them well, for advice you had them right there too and also one thing that's really helped me even beyond them yeah. i've used all the tools i used to wrench on stuff yeah so i know how all the expertise tools work. in the field so yourself. i have dad and kevin calling me asking hey you sold 10 of these this week yeah. how did you we haven't sold 10 in the last five years mm-hmm. as a whole and you yeah. sold 10 this week what did you do well, I know exactly why they use it. Yeah. You have to know. Understand your, that's a big thing they teach you in business school is like you need to know understand everything your, about it. Yeah. Like who you're selling to, your audience. Like you put yourself in their position. And if you don't know, it's okay not to know. But Find learn. the answer. Yeah. But learn. Yeah. Put your like head. There's, I had a guy the other day. He's like, do you sell this? Uh, 
really have no idea, mm -hmm. but when I'm in the warehouse, I will ask and I will get pictures mm -hmm. to make sure we're on the same page. I'll get you yep. all the information I can give you for it. Mm -hmm. How's that sound? That's better than anything else you could do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's the best possible answer yep. you could ever give somebody. You don't have to know everything. No. Well, you can't. It's almost impossible to know everything, but yes. I just think having like a mentor and a, a guide of some sort to like go to Yes. Um, it's really important just like look up to and oh yeah i ask kevin all the time yeah. hey how are you presenting this mm -hmm. to people because you're selling mm -hmm. 10 times the amount of it i am yeah yeah that would be my biggest tip and and presentation is huge as well how you mm -hmm. hold yourself how mm -hmm. you dress um you know i i as crazy as i really could not care less what people think about me in the <laughs> slightest yeah but i still respect myself where i dress for the occasion. Yeah. yeah. When I go to work, I don't go to work in gym shorts and, you know, mm -hmm. tennis shoes to go mm -hmm. sell tools on a cattle farm where I'm going to be walking through yeah. literal shit. Yeah. I wear jeans, a t-shirt, and boots. And boots, yep. Every day. Yep. I don't drive a $100,000 car. Mm -hmm. I drive a pickup yep. with a trailer. Yeah. You know? Like so fit the part, dress the part yes, as well. Yes. Knowing what your customer base is going mm -hmm. to be and being one within them. You don't need to be better than them. Mm -hmm. Like, I promise you, if a farmer sees a guy pull up and he's in a suit, he is not interested in talking no, to him you've in the an... slightest. Well, but if you are over, way above what yeah. your customer base is, mm -hmm. you are not going to, you're going to have much less success. Yep. They will not respect you the way they respect mm -hmm. you if they can feel like you are one of them. Mm -hmm. Completely agree. That's a lot of stuff we talked about in a lot of my sales classes in college was just like, knowing your target audience and knowing what they expect from you kind of like yep. you have to like you said you can't show up in gym shorts but you can't show up in a suit and tie you know exactly how you need to show up for that demographic and especially with your clientele mm -hmm. do not bring up touchy subjects they right. don't need to know every single thing about your mm -hmm. life you're not trying to make don't them make your business best too personal. friend correct like keep your business you can your still business be friendly and your personal business your personal business yes you can still be friendly you can still yeah. have good conversations with these mm -hmm. people but they don't need to be in every single aspect right. of your life they don't want to hear your life story 10 times mm -hmm. you know just be respectable yep i agree those were good next all right we're gonna move on to this is like kind of a general base like mindset and habit section um the first one is advice for creating your own unique custom morning routine i think honestly you got to think about what you need to get done by the end of the morning and then backtrack from that so for me it's like my morning routine i got to get up and i got to go to the gym so it's like how do i make that happen and then it's what are my non-negotiables and then you just piece it together the most efficient and effective way and it's like you got to know yourself for me i read in the morning and i journal in the morning because i know i won't do it at night so it's like that's a part about me i know um, and then I try to like create it in an efficient, productive way. Like I get up and I instantly brush my teeth and I put deodorant on because it's like, I do that when I pee, it's right there. Boom. I get it done. Check it off. And then I, that's when I read and I journal or I go on my run and typically I just go run cause I get it done with, but it's just like, you have to know your tendencies and your like non-negotiables. So first and foremost, the most important thing in my book, if you're like me and you're groggy and you don't get out of bed, mm -hmm. you have five seconds from when your alarm goes off, yeah. your first alarm goes mm -hmm. off to be out of your bed. Yeah, You have to. If you don't, you are not going to get up and you will yeah. be groggy all day. Like that's first and foremost. If you can't get going, <clears throat> literally 
roll out of bed, 10 push-ups. It literally gets the blood flowing mm-hmm. or a cold shower. Yeah. Get so your body is Some activated sort of like to get yes, yeah. get up, not caffeine. Yes, mm-hmm. we all well not all, but I I drink coffee every single morning. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. <laughs> but that's at the core, yeah. you have to have that first mm-hmm. initial yeah. get up. First. And I think it's important to have almost something that like you need to do the second you get up to like kind of give you that motive to like hop on out of bed. Like for me, the run is hot and that's why I run in the mornings. It's because it's cooler in the morning. So like I know I got to get up and go run or I'm going to be paying for it later because it's going to be super hot. I can wake up way easier at 4 a.m. when I know I have a three and a half hour drive to go to work than I can when I know it's Friday morning and the shop opens at seven. I'm probably not going to roll out of bed until seven. Right. You have to kind of have that like... You have to have that initial... Mm -hmm. Drive for some sort. So create that before you go to bed and like create something like I got to do this by this time at least. So you make it happen and kind of force it upon yourself because it is hard in the mornings. It's just so much easier to roll over and go back to bed or like put something off or skip part of your morning routine. So kind of make it... Like so tomorrow I have a haircut at 10 a.m. So I know I have to be done at the bank, done Mm -hmm. at five star and I have one customer I have to see before I do all that. Yeah. So I like tomorrow morning I have to have it together. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then morning routines again too, it's just kind of like know what you need in the morning. Like if you need peace and quiet to like start like to kind of recharge you and refresh you for the day, like reading and journaling, or if you need like boom, 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 like let's get this going. Like a lot of intense, like stimulant of like cold shower or go on a run or go to the gym or listen to like a podcast or something to like get your mind going. I'm a grumpy ass in the morning. Like I really don't like talking to people. Like I'm not a morning person. And see, I'm the opposite. I'm, I am a morning person. And so when I wake up. I have to get that initial shock to mm-hmm. get myself up, yep. but then I want it to be radio silent for a little while. So I go, you know, get dressed for the day, mm-hmm. brush my teeth, put on deodorant, start mm-hmm. my coffee, go start my pickup, get my paperwork together, mm-hmm. and then I'm out the door, and then I put on, it's called the Bible Recap. Mm-hmm. It's a five-minute podcast every single morning, mm-hmm. and, like, it's really calming, and that kind of kind of brings me into yeah. my day. Yeah. And I do that every morning. That's religiously awesome. i love that and then i more often than not start with a podcast before mm-hmm. i just jump into music mm-hmm. that's what i wish i wish i could run to podcasts because i do run oh, or yeah. i do some sort of exercise right away but it's hard for me to listen to podcasts and run just focus because, and run at mm-hmm. the same time i need yeah, more really of like tough. a lot of running for me is like therapeutic i don't even hear the music it's more right. like in my head so it's it's blind I'm a, noise yeah yeah so i do that but another thing too is to kind of like habit stack i talk to a lot of my clients about this but i'm like if you have one part of your morning that you have like so solidified like for me like I said running like I know I'm gonna run but you're like I want to start reading or I want to start journaling just have yourself start doing that right after my runs like for like two weeks I have been reading before my runs recently because it's been getting cooler in the mornings but um I and when I was on my caffeine cleanse I gave myself more time to wake up but previous thought when I was having caffeine I would go on my run I'd come home and I'd literally I would wipe off my sweat and I'd grab my journal and my book and I'd go sit outside and I'd read and I would just do that exactly after my run i was habit stacking like it was so much easier to do that after something i already had developed yep so second nature to me so if you are struggling with like a habit just attach it to another one that you already have and if you get into a routine that is now starting to not work adjust Mm -hmm. something in it to to spike it to add something not necessarily yes yes exactly change not completely, but change something major something in the routine to. Yeah. to get yourself to have to check up on it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it is important to kind of refresh those every now and then. Yes. Okay. Um, next question is, 
how to show confidence without being cocky and egotistical. This is a big one I think you can touch on because I just like we've kind of talked about this before. Cocky and confident are two majorly different things. Yeah. And it goes back to the very first thing I said on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Cocky people talk. Mm-hmm. Confident people walk. Yep. I feel like confidence is like almost like an aura and a vibe that it you give 110%, off. 110% because I have people tell me all the time how confident mm-hmm. I am. I don't say anything. Mm-hmm. It's the way I stand up. Mm-hmm. I hold myself. Yourself. The way I speak in my mm-hmm. voice. I don't talk down on people. Cocky yeah. people always will talk down on people because they're actually jealous. Yeah, they're so insecure. It makes them feel better. Yes. Yeah. If you're a very confident person, you can look at somebody that's talking mm-hmm. bad about you and laugh about it, yeah. knowing for a fact I in can, your heart mm-hmm. that it is not true. I agree because I've been, I've been the insecure one and then I've been the confident one like i've been in both positions and i've like seen myself like i've probably been the cop like try to be cocky to make myself feel better when i was insecure i've probably in high school whatever done that and it's like now i'm to the point where i am confident in who i am and i totally see both sides and it's completely true it's how you carry yourself it's how you speak and it's it's just like it's a process to get to those points if somebody's raising their voice and being loud and boisterous Mm -hmm. they're being very cocky they're making up for something yeah exactly if if they're um, what I'll call more docile. Mm-hmm. Um, they're probably very confident. Yeah, and and in in a good or bad way, mm-hmm. um, can be very different. Eye contact is huge. Yeah. Cocky people can't make eye contact. Yeah. Handshaking, mm-hmm. um, body gestures, body all goes into it. Yes, body language is probably to me at least one of the biggest things I so, read from people. Like in my job. They always say your first 10 seconds of impression is the most yep. important part. Yep. My name's Anthony. I'm with Five Star Shop Service. How are you today? Yeah, and you shake their hand. Firm handshake. I try if to do I, that every single time. If too. I F up a handshake, yeah. I literally, that's the only thing I can think about for the next hour and a half. Yeah. Like, I can't, I cannot even get over it. And if I'm with them still, I make sure when I leave, I shake their hand and I damn well get it right yeah. the second time. Yeah, yeah. Because that is, it, I, I that work too. with an old generation of people yeah. for the most part that pay a lot a lot mm-hmm. a lot of attention to that yeah. eye contact and handshake and again that kind of goes back to the business thing like know your demographic know yes. what they value like <laughs> yes you have to make that mm-hmm. connection mm-hmm. so but i guess how to show it though like would you have any tips to somebody who's like showing confidence yeah uh you don't need to be flashy just no it's mind, really just like mind yourself mm-hmm um, it's simple. Like keep it so simple. Yes. You don't need to do yeah. anything. It's really just like, like how here's you... a big, a great example. You'll hear everybody talking about how they just got a new car mm-hmm. or they just got a new bike or they just got this or they just got that. Well, yeah. they probably want to feel like it was justified. Yeah. They probably owe a lot. Mm-hmm. So they have to try and justify it somehow. Yeah. I don't, most people don't know right. what I have. Yeah. And then they find out, they're like, holy shit, do you realize how much you have? No, I don't. I just keep yeah. buying. It's, it's a bad habit. It's not something I'm proud of mm-hmm. in the slightest mm-hmm. bit at all. It's a major issue that I'm trying to yeah. change in my life. Yeah. Um, that's a very easy example for me, though, is, mm-hmm. is if they're really flaunting something, they're trying to justify it yeah. versus if you if you are comfortable with something, mm-hmm. you're not going to be so worried about making sure you show yeah. that part of it. I feel like kind of a big difference between it is like and that confidence mean- is like the nonverbal version of you and yes. it's like when you get cocky is when you start opening your mouth and talking so if you want to be confident just be very conscious of like how what you people speak call and what you speak about flexing on yeah. stuff like or about stuff like it's a humble thing almost yes that cock confidence and humble go hand yeah. in hand yeah 
Yeah. Like that's as simple as it gets. Yeah. And, um, you know, you can still be, ex- I don't want to, I kind of feel bad. You, you can still be excited about getting new stuff. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that, but you need, you don't need to tell every single person mm-hmm. you see that you don't even know that you yeah. just got a 2020 Mercedes yeah. Benz. Or like, anything, like any accomplishment or raise or like yes. anything that you like need. I like when people tell me, Hey, I heard this about you. Yeah. Like that's that when makes I bring me happy. Like that's great. I'm like, Oh yeah. I'm, you know, yeah, I did. And I'll, very lightly talk yeah. on it, and then we move forward. I'm not going to make that the whole topic of conversation. Yeah. I acknowledge what they said. I appreciate it, and we move on. Right. Like, that's a big thing for me on social media is, like, a lot of times people are like, what? Like, when I got my new car, they were like, Chloe, you didn't give a car to her. You didn't do this. When they ask, I'll give it to them, but I'm not going to be like, hey, I just bought a new car. I'm just not Look at me. felt like that. That's just not yes. how my brain works. So it's like, and it is a little bit hard on social media because a lot of my life is to show and document and, like, influence and, you know, like give you guys like advice on like what to get and what to try and all of my like opinions on stuff. So like I have to show a lot more than I personally probably would if I wasn't in the realm of work I am, but it's like, I don't even know where I was going with that, but honestly, just all in all, I would say if you want to be confident, be very conscious of the way you speak and then carry your confidence through your like nonverbalness and your cues, like stand tall, eye contact, strong handshakes, like smile, just be happy, just be you. Like you shouldn't overcomplicate it. Cocky people are overcomplicating it to overcompensate. Mm-hmm. So that's how I break it down, yep. honestly. Yep. Okay, moving on. Um, how do you get over feeling like you can't? Oh, this is okay. This is a big one. I struggle with this. How do you get over feeling like you aren't being productive enough and actually letting yourself rest? This is this is something, and honestly, I think you probably struggle with it too. And it's just like it's hard to shut off because it's. I I don't even know if I have advice for this because it's something I'm like still figuring out and learning. My advice, accept it. There's always more you can do. Yeah, yeah. There's, well, tomorrow is not a given. Yeah, yeah. But you can only do so much. Mm-hmm. You still have to keep yourself in check. So I'll yeah. tell you, there's a fine line of balance. Mm-hmm. Do your best to find it. Mm-hmm. But like we always say, you're either growing or dying. Yeah. So you still want to be growing mm-hmm. and you're going to have to do what it takes to keep mm-hmm. that trend yeah but you also need to make time for For yourself so if you're growing i would try and keep it linear i would not try and have some major influx of growth Mm -hmm. and then try and plateau it because you're gonna end up falling yeah and so um i would i would just try and kind of it's all ebb and flow that's Mm -hmm. all it is just trying to keep that balance and and nobody's perfect i watched a thing on instagram today that uh it was a wife it was a voice over her husband sent her and he said, if I give you time, we have no money. If I give you money, we have no time. Mm-hmm. I want to give you guys a better life than I have. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. he's just going into exactly why he's doing things the way he does. He yeah. works a ton. He doesn't get to be around a lot, mm-hmm. but the kids have good lives. They get to be in of. sports. Yeah. They, she gets to stay home. Mm-hmm. You know, there is major sacrifices. And that's a major problem I think we see in our younger generation, my age, especially your age, is people think a 40-hour work week is a full work week. 40 hours maintains. It's what you put in beyond that that's going to get you ahead. I completely agree. Just because you worked 40 hours does not mean Mm -hmm. you're Mm full-time. In my opinion, this is my opinion. Um, So I think it's important that you don't get wrapped up when somebody says, well, I worked 42 hours this week. Great. So you did average you did the minimum pretty much <laughs> that literally is the minimum for full time yeah yeah like that's it like i it really bothered me a couple years ago when people were complaining how 40 hours is too much to work <laughs> really 
Yeah, we have so many hours in the day. I think the it's problem, important. To one just... of the biggest problems we have in the United States right now is people have too much time to go spend money and they don't focus on making money. Yeah. It's a really overcomplicated system, I feel like, just with society and the way everything goes. Um, but I just think, I guess my advice, something that I've been working on right now with it is just like I write out my, like, I have to get these done. And then once they're done, they're done. And then I let go. And then it's like, okay, the rest of the time is what I truly just want to do. If I want to make an extra recipe first, like content or some sort of that, I'll do it if I feel like it. But it's like, I don't put that pressure and like, I don't give myself, let myself feel guilty for not. Of what time I want to see my first customer or be at my first stop. I do not put... I'm going to see 17 customers. Today. Yeah. Well, if I have a four hour appointment, the guy's spending $15,000. I might only see two other guys mm-hmm. the rest of that day. If I have six 15 minute appointments and they're all just in a yeah. hurry, bang, 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 I might see 17 people that day. Yeah. There's no, so I can't go in with like, oh, I'm going to see five people today and I'm going to set this amount. I have a minimum every mm-hmm. day and I have a minimum every week that I have for goals. Yeah. If I hit my goal, I don't quit. If yeah. it's two o'clock in the afternoon, so a prime example, two times this week Mm -hmm. by 8 a.m i had over five thousand dollar tickets written Mm -hmm. that's crazy a lot of people in my job would have went home and spent the rest of the week after one of them Mm -hmm. they would have spent the rest of the week off Mm -hmm. i still worked until dark one of the nights and then i left and headed home yesterday at 3 30 because i had an eight hour drive home yeah so even if you do hit your mark i personally feel that you need to have a time then yeah. Um, and if you don't hit your mark, at least put your time in. Mm-hmm. Um, one or the Do other. Do the best you can. Yes. And yep. then yep. kind of have Because there's days I have busts. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I, yeah. can't, I, can't, I physically can't make somebody buy something. Right, right. And I just think, too, with like, I don't know, there's a lot of like guilt, I feel like, that people carry with like not being productive enough just because on social media and stuff, and I'm, I'm, I'm one of those creators who post like very like, productive type content to influence productivity and motivate people to do that and people watch my vlogs and be like Chloe you inspire me to be more productive and like that's just how I am and I'm I'm happy I feel like that's a beneficial thing to like inspire but then it's like I also see the other side and it can probably build a lot of guilt because it's again something I I I have like I feel guilty and I'm not doing a million things and it's just the way we were raised I I was talking to mom about it and I'm like it's the way our dad was our whole life like he is a workaholic his life is pretty much work. It consumes him. So it's like that's that was my role. My mom, mom was a stay at home. So again, she's working all the time too, raising kids. So it's oh, like yes. there was no and, and shut off for either of them. Mom is not. That's a job. Th- but there's more than a full time job. So like, she literally was both always of the people busy. who raised me were literally working and consumed in their work almost twenty four seven. Yes. Dad, our dad did not take vacations ever. Like our mom raised us, and she still does literally everything for us. Like she twenty seven years last year when he went to Arizona is the first time. Yeah, he's I taken take a vacation. Yeah, and so that is the reason I. Well, truly no, think when you were like three, I guess we went for a week, a long weekend. But anyway, but anyway, he just never takes trips. So it's like. To me, that was like the model of grind, 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 work, work, work. That's why you're the way you are. That's why Jake is the way he is. And there's great things about that. It's made me very successful, but I've also like carried a lot of like, oh my, I'm 20. And, and I he have preaches to-, to us that we needed to find time to take yes, off. Yes, because he, he, he knows from his he experience. He does not want us to do what he no. does. Right. And I um, think that's what's opened And my I had eyes. to preach to him mm-hmm. yesterday. I'm like, dad. Don't go to work the next two days. You're burnout. Mm-hmm. You've told me three times this week already that you're burnout. He's been saying that for he, years. He worked 21 days straight. Yeah. He hasn't been to his own camper except for last weekend in over four weeks. Because I, I think it's probably because it's my last weekend. And I told him, I said, Dad, Chloe's headed up there. We are all going up there. Yeah. And he's like, yep, it's a priority. 
like he has a very hard time separating that. And I literally told him like, do not go to work tomorrow. Yeah. Don't just don't just stop. And while that's you're another ahead. lesson with it is Take like, your time know off. when you need the break yeah. because you'll burn out, you'll stress out and then your work compensates. So it's like you're putting in all these hours, but they're not even efficient and not effective. So give yourself the break. And that's why me taking at least one for sure day off on the weekend. I try to do as much as I can. Like Sunday's a little bit of a prep. It's like I prep for a week, but I don't do a lot of work. Um, throughout the week, I try to like draft stuff and prep it for the weekend to like give myself a break. And then I can really just like unwind and relax and go with the flow of the weekend. Yep. So that would be my, yep. I guess, my advice. That was long-winded. Of, yeah. There's a lot in just, there. Yeah. That's a very like prevalent thing that's like going on in my life. And right you guys now. can listen to this podcast more than once too. Yeah. There's probably a lot of info. <laughs> it's a long one. Um, okay. Next question. We're kind of wrapping up. We have a few more, but um, this is another really good one. Advice on worrying whether the next step you're taking really is the right one for you. For me, my biggest piece of advice for this is to just trust in God's plan. Trust in your gut feelings, everything that's going around you. God is going to take you exactly where you're meant to go, whether you think that's right or not. You may think you're taking the wrong step, but just obviously you do resources. If you're really questioning it, if there's a reason it's a bad choice, Mm -hmm. pay attention to how big that reason is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's you know, so if somebody's telling you to take this step, but mm-hmm. you know that that's not the right step to take mm-hmm. in your heart, yeah, then don't take listen it. Listen to your, like, gut. Listen gut. to you. Like, don't yes. let other people influence that Don't try step. and Yes, don't try and let anybody else cloud your judgment on right. you know better than anyone mm-hmm. else what your next step is. Yeah. And I think a lot of people try and alter that. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and that's where things get complicated messed up fast yeah. mm-hmm. um i would just honestly pray about it and trust god that's that's what i do that's as simple as i can Pie put chart, it t chart mom's a big yeah t chart person down. and visually my biggest look at it. thing with this that i will say you must make decisions without emotion yeah. no matter what it is even and if it's an emotional decision you have to take the emotion out of it and really look at it without any emotion mm-hmm. because what's a car salesman do you go in there and you're looking at a 2023 Forerunner. Mm-hmm. Okay, well they're not going to show you the base model. Yeah. Even if that's what you know, they're going to tell you. They're going to tell you what the price of the base mm-hmm. model is. Well, they start at twenty four nine ninety five. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's twenty five thousand. First off, it's mm-hmm. five dollars off. Don't let them fool you on that. <laughs> Secondly, when you go to test drive, they're going to put you in the highest package one. Yeah. And I'm guilty of this. I used to be a base model pickup guy. I went and I bought one of the highest packages pickups. Didn't think about it. It was a good deal. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't care about all the, all the bells and whistles. It's the best deal I can find right now. I need a truck. Bought it. Guess what? Now I'm screwed. I will not settle for anything yeah. less than the highest package because I already yeah. had it. And yeah. now it's costing me. Yeah. I'm guilty of this trick. Mm-hmm. And it didn't happen by a car salesman. It was my own fault, which is even worse. That makes yeah. me actually really frustrated. But where I'm going with this is they're going to show you the highest package vehicle mm-hmm. to get you to want that. Because then once you're up there, you're not going to want to go back to that base yeah. model. Yeah. And then you're going to justify the price of it. Mm-hmm. And that's how they just talk to you. Justifying is, yeah, you don't you, want they to made that, justifying anything. What, my whole purpose of that was that they just made that an emotional purchase for you. Right. They made you feel the higher up. Mm-hmm. And then you not, you do not want to go it's back down. It's a huge down. thing we learned in sales in school, yeah. Make decisions mm-hmm. without emotion. Yeah. That Boom. is so important to me. Yep. No matter what it is. I know that was a simple example. But and everybody's going to say, well, it's not sense. that easy. Trust me, it sucks. 
but it is that easy. Mm-hmm. If you take a step back, you remove yourself from the situation and look at it from the outside in mm-hmm. without emotion, it's so easy. It's not, You will not have to seek the right choice. It will be so blatantly obvious. Well, there you go, friends. There's your advice on that. Simply put, that was good. I like it. Um, question number... I don't even know why I said number. I have no idea what number this is. It's a lot. Uh, but <laughs> advice on learning to be comfortable alone. So this is what... This is kind of what I wanted to talk about. Um, so I made a whole episode. Honestly, if you really want advice on this, I made a whole episode on the difference between loneliness and, and solitude. And like feeling lonely first being alone and there's a big difference and I made a whole episode on it so that goes really in depth but honestly but what I really want to like kind of dive into in this part just because I've already talked about that on another episode is um it reminds me of on National Girlfriend Day this is going to be like more relationship based but it could be friendship as well but it's like learn to love yourself completely like date yourself be your best friend but so I guess whether if it's a relationship or a friendship like be your best friend Date yourself. Treat yourself how Embrace you Embrace being alone. Don't look at it as a bad thing. Yeah. Oh, like it's a beautiful really, thing. Really what it breaks down. Like if you're feeling lonely, embrace the time you're getting to be alone. Yeah. It's all We like spend so much time around other people. Approach. Yeah. Most people, I don't. I spend a lot of time alone. I, mm-hmm. I love being alone. It's a kind of bad trade, honestly. Yeah. Like no, I, I was like that I try too. to. I try to actually actively be around more people because I do genuinely enjoy yeah. being around people. Me I just too. have to kind of get myself to Me do too. it. Me too. That's exactly um, how I am. But really embrace being alone so you don't feel lonely. Mm-hmm. If you sit and sulk that yeah. you're alone, you're yeah. not going to enjoy it. Yeah. If you sit down and actively work on yourself mm-hmm. and read, listen to podcasts, mm-hmm. fill your day with good things that fill your heart and brain, you're not going to feel lonely. Right. Now, if you're seeking other people, mm-hmm. you're going to feel mm-hmm. lonely. If yep. you think that some people need to, somebody needs to see you doing it, mm-hmm. you're going to feel lonely. Yeah. Completely agree. If you do it for yourself, you're going to just enjoy being alone. Yep. The solitude will be very good yes. for you. Yep. Um, okay, yeah, I like that. That sums that up pretty that simple, really I guess. Yeah, I like that. I'm just such a man of words of wisdom. You're honestly really good with your words. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. And to think I don't even know how to read. <laughs> Start reading. I got a Kindle and I can't put it down. I love I'm it. pretty dumb. I love reading. It's so fun. I want to learn. Um, okay, last section is like friends and relationships. So... Um, we got four. We got four pieces of advice, real quick. We're gonna oh, try to wrap this up more. a little quicker. Um, it is how to navigate being friends with people that don't drink, but uh, or that do drink and you don't. So, yep. Anthony, you probably can speak a lot on this. Okay, uh, person I'm pretty close to had a major drinking problem similar to me. Uh, his was a little bit worse. Um, he'll come out when mm-hmm. people really start drinking. He goes home. When so people just really start take yourself heavy, out of the environment. He, he notices that they're being altered at this point. Yeah. Their their uh, thoughts are being altered. Mm-hmm. He gets out. That way he's not uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And Me, before you keep going, I want to say, and if your friends shame you for that and make you feel guilty for that, you then don't have friends. those aren't the right people to be around. Yep. wanted to say that. Because they should respect yes. you and be like, yep, you go home, you do what's best for you. Like, we're going to do our thing, you do your thing. They should respect you. Yes. It. Um, for me, it's still a little difficult to see people act the way I used to when mm-hmm. I know I was drunk. Yeah. Um, I can handle it. I don't care to. Yeah. Um, I just hope those people find out, find a way to get through that so yeah. that they don't do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, cause when you usually act like I used to, you won't accept your actions. Yeah. Um, but that's besides the point. 
uh, if they make you feel bad for mm-hmm. not drinking, like they're pieces group, of shit. Yeah. Like there's no way around it. Yeah. They are too shallow yeah. to accept the fact that you're bettering yourself. I completely and agree. it's not nothing against them. You know, I don't think that took probably even that six months for it. a lot of my people to realize that I wasn't going to drink mm-hmm. again. Like it wasn't a phase. It's mm-hmm. a real thing. Mm-hmm. I'm taking this seriously. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And and now I've gotten to the point that if those people ever saw me drink, they'd probably whoop my ass. Yeah. And I that's mean, they really want. respect me yeah. for it. Yeah. Um, but you don't need to make a big deal out of it either. You don't need to mm-hmm. tell everybody, oh, I'm done drinking and right. really make a big deal or make or guilt trip somebody mm-hmm. else because they drink. That's yeah. not okay either. I'm right. not saying that you shouldn't have a conversation if somebody indulges excessively. Yeah. I'm not saying that. But like, to try and yeah. make people feel bad because you're not drinking mm-hmm. is just as shitty. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. And I've been on, like, in between of I've went out and I've been the one drinking and I've also went out and I've been the one not drinking. And I think in, like, the college bar scene, that's what I feel like I'm used to um, is – one thing I usually do is I get like a diet coke and I carry it around because people then you just don't have to deal with the questions yeah, like why aren't you drinking? Out. People think they just assume you're drinking, but if you don't want to like give off that like the look that you are drinking, then just I mean water, whatever, have something in your hand. It makes it easier. It's a little bit like yep, it makes you just like More comfortable. Comfortable, yeah, it is a comfort thing, and that's why I like the diet coke because I'm like people don't ask me questions because I have get when I get like water, I get hammered with the question, are you not drinking? Why aren't you drinking? And it's it's a, it's it's annoying. It's frustrating because you have to keep repeating yourself and like explaining yourself, and then everyone's like, they want you to have a good time, like they are. I don't think it's them pressuring me to like. An alternative, um, if you don't want to drink pop, is lemonade or tea. Yeah, lemonade, tea, water. Just get something other than you know. Just get a beverage to carry I just around. Want to learn, like, I feel if like if that's a place easy. is going to give you a water bottle, yeah. and you don't want that, yeah. Get anything that they'll put in a cup that yeah. is similar to water like that's that not helps. carbonated. And then like for a pregame, if it's kind of weird, again, you can still bring like a soda or a celsius or yeah. oh, like I a do fun it. little drink and have yeah, it I to carry it around and hang out um you just kind of have to like find little alternatives and substitutes but it's really like if you're around a good group of people they should make you feel comfortable they and literally you should be make fine. tall boy canned water There's yeah always the liquid death like yeah. that literally looks like a beer so drink that but also another thing that helps too is like having and this obviously isn't necessarily the case for everyone but like having someone who also doesn't drink does make it easier like finding friends who don't and that will also still go out with you and have fun is great like having like taylor doesn't drink a lot i don't drink a lot so we both together can go sober and it makes it so much easier to like have a good time feel more normal um it just makes it easier neither of you are even close to normal (laughs) yeah well those are my tips um yeah taylor and i we can't even get into that whole conversation um okay next one is advice on making genuine real friends in college and university honestly finding your passions and like putting yourself into environments of things that you enjoy like the gym or join a club that you like you're gonna meet like-minded people there and they're gonna be genuine and you're gonna have to be put yourself in your comfort zone say hi it's i mean making friends isn't so one thing thing. i'm gonna do a misconception is people think they're gonna find friends at a party that's where you're gonna find your friends um or they go out to party to find friends that's not how it works. If you're finding your boyfriend at the bar, guess where he's going to probably be when you guys are dating? Yeah. At the bar. Mm-hmm. So unless that's really what you want, which I highly doubt, I, right. I hope in my heart that's not what you want for yourself, mm-hmm. probably isn't the place to be trying to find friends or trying to find a relationship yeah. partner. Now, I'm not saying you can't go out and have fun with them, mm-hmm. but I hope that's not the priority or where they meet, mm-hmm. where you meet them. Um 
striking up just Mm -hmm. normal conversations. That's really how you find genuine friends. Um, Like you said, take your hobbies Mm -hmm. and just go enjoy them. And you're Mm -hmm. going to be around the people that you want to be around. It's really simple. People overlook. They try too hard to be friends with too many people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's very, very simple. Once again, is just to do your own and they will come. Yep. That's exactly what I would say too. I mean, I don't know how you two found each other, but. Literally the gym and social media, the two things we our life surrounds You're ourselves both by. weird on the gym <laughs> and social media. You're like, oh, we're best friends. No, you never heard the story? No. Oh, my gosh. Her cousin needed a model for his gym for, like, working out. And so... Oh, friend, your photo shoot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I remember. I forgot yeah. about that. And you yeah. guys didn't even... But like I said, like, boom, the gym, yeah. social media, photos, three things I love to do, three things she loves to do, boom, now we're besties. It just makes sense. So... Like I said, like I hopefully I'll find my boyfriend or husband or whatever in a gym, something like that, at the grocery store, something I enjoy doing and being around, like hiking. I don't want to. I'm not going to meet my husband at a bar. I like refuse because it's like that is not me. So it just doesn't make sense. That's just something like that. Yeah. But again, to making friends, like you're gonna have to put yourself like a little bit out of your comfort zone. You know, like it's it's awkward a little bit at first meeting new people and opening up and like breaking those first barriers and walls down. But like it's a process. It's like dating, like. It's less awkward to have a conversation with somebody than it is to leave the elephant in the room and just be silent. Yeah, just talk. Like literally. it weirds me out so bad when people just like, yeah, I don't know. You, you, you get into like awkward. a crowd of people and like mm-hmm. there's just it's like radio silent. It's like okay, this is just wrong. Yeah. Like I don't, I'm not comfortable with this. Yeah. All right, next. All right, we actually only have one more question, and this Ooh. is kind of a it's kind of a. I don't know how much input you'll have on this, but I definitely can. I can see it from here. It says how to deal with body insecurity around friends who are like smaller than you. And this could be vice versa for guys if they're bigger than you, taller than you, anything that you necessarily don't have. Um, For me personally, I can talk on this. Like, I mean, it's blatantly obvious Taylor and I are built completely different. We're best friends. We're roommates. We joke about it. She always says she wants bigger legs like me. And I give her shit because I'm like, Taylor, I would do anything to have long, nice thin legs like you like we're just we always want what we can't have and like you it's just, exact i'm six five mm-hmm. it's too tall yeah. most girls are like oh my god yeah. yeah i get it but seriously it's too tall i have curly hair i want pin straight hair yeah i truly do i mean i like my blue eyes i ain't gonna lie about that <laughs> but but there you're always gonna find something that you don't enjoy right. embrace it i'm six foot five 240 pounds i'm fat I haven't been to the gym in three <laughs> weeks. Like, I seriously, I am. Like, it's not good. So yeah. I covered in tattoos. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, you just, if it's something you can change, work on it. If it's right. something you can't change, embrace it. And right. it's hard, but I have become that way mm-hmm. um, in small increments. I just think focusing on making the best version of you possible is all you can do. It's yep. all you can control. So it's like, you can't let somebody else... It's like it's similar to like other people's successes doesn't take away from your own success. Like so I it's wish like, I was not like shredded, but I just wish I was ripped. Like I just wish I was bulky, you know. Yeah. Uh, and that would fit my body type way better than a super leaned out shredded dude. Yeah. Like I would look unhealthy if I ever did yeah, that. Yeah, actually so tall. And yes. And I just like my best friend, he's 5'2 mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. literally looks like Hulk. Like yeah. we are polar opposites as well. Yeah. He's I'm pretty sure he's 5'2", he told me. Maybe 5'4". He's not tall. Yeah. And he looks like Hulk, and then I'm just 6'5", and average It's just, you're always going to want what you can't have. I'm sure there's something that your, quote-unquote, smaller friend wants that you have, that they can't have. So it's like, 
letting go of like what you can't control is huge. And I mean, even like, I'm just a bigger built girl compared to like Taylor, for example, I'm just going to use her as reference because we're like the prime example of this. And it's like, I could be like, oh, like I'm just like the bigger one, but it's like, just embrace the way I can build muscle, embrace the way I was made. It's like, I, ma- shoulders. I, I work on making myself the healthiest version of me and that's all I can do. So it's like, Letting go of other, like, other people, it doesn't take away from who you are. Wait a minute. So all this Casey's pizza? <laughs> is that you should not, It's this? not making the best version of you. No, oh. you should not be doing that if you... I thought that was a key if you to want, success If you have other goals. Sure. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's just, like, an understanding everybody's different and every, like, metabolism's different and, like, what one person does isn't going to affect you the exact same way. So it's just letting go of that comparison um, is big and... Yeah, just it's it really comes down to just focusing on you and I just focus on being the best version of myself because I'm me. I'm not I'm not my friend. I can't control them. Yep. They're doing them, I do me. And yeah, I feel as like- long as we've talked and as excited as I am to get off this podcast, I am a little sad because this is the last one we're probably gonna do for a long time. Well, I'll be back in like four weeks. I'll come back every other oh, month. Oh, yeah, and that's just going to line up every time, isn't it? Well, usually we can figure it out once in a week. Yeah. You and Jake worry me. I'm excited for you guys. I'm very <laughs> excited, but I'm very, very nervous. We're going to be just fine. I know. God will have its way. I that's forget I, told Mom. I was your age at the same time. I told point. Mom, if something happens, it was God's plan. So, going with the flow. I'm going to have to pray ten times a day instead of just twice a day now. Yep, be praying all the time. Bye. <laughs> anyway, guys... Thank you so much for listening. We'll have Anthony on again soon. It'll be within the next month or two. Or year. Oh she forgets gosh. about me. He's no, thinking I'm just going to up and never come back. I'm going to be back. Literally, not. I'm going to be coming back. So it'll be all right. As much as we annoy each other, us three sometimes, I really am going to miss seeing you guys a lot. I know. That's why you just have to come to Arizona. You're coming for Thanksgiving. Did you know that? Yeah. I need to figure that out still. Yep. So... Maybe we'll do a little family podcast, me and Jake. All five. Oh, mom Let's and dad. Get rowdy. Oh my god, that would be insane. <laughs> We're doing well, it. Well, isn't she coming too? Oh, maybe. Oh, I thought it was inevitable. She said she was. <laughs> we'll get the whole family plus Taylor. She's practically family. <laughs> All six of us will be on the podcast for Thanksgiving. So get ready because you got a lot to be thankful for this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll even video it and put it on YouTube. Oh my god, too. mom and really dad would never. Mom and dad would literally <laughs> never. I swore could though. Anyway. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you, and I'll chat later. Bye. Bye.